Happy fall. I was just telling Deanna. Yeah. Well, welcome to Family Karma Cast. Welcome. Welcome. Who are we you? Are, um, we Should we say who we are? Yeah, I'm Indra. Who are you? I'm Dina. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, we are in the portion of the year because Family Karma is not on the air where mm-hmm. we are covering South Asian pop culture, particularly as it's like in the Western part of the world because mm-hmm. South Asian American content is like, luckily there's a lot more of it these days. But today... Wow. wow. I mean, and and this is a crossover into the West because I was just reading, we are going to talk about the legendary film, Lagan. Which, Deanna, I cannot wait to hear your reactions. This was my first... Well, so this is my first Bollywood film. And I was talking to Andrew and I was like, does it count that I saw Slumdog Millionaire? You know, that's not Bollywood. Okay. I feel like that was produced in Hollywood. Or maybe... At the end, they did do a dance, but I think they just did it to honor Bollywood, right? Yeah, I'd be curious. Who directed that movie? I think it was... Um, actually, let me just look that up. Slumdog Millionaire Director. I hope I'm not like the asshole white person. Danny Boyle. Yeah. Okay. Danny Danny Boyle's white as shit. And I'm the white person being like, I've seen a Bollywood (laughs) movie called Slumdog Millionaire. No, no, no. But it had Bollywood elements for sure. Absolutely. The dance at the end. Um, It was violent. But Lagan is true Bollywood. And I was just reading that it was one of three... Bollywood films to that point that was nominated for an Academy Award Mm -hmm. out here for, Mm -hmm. you know, um, foreign language film. So um, it did, it had such success, like worldwide, that it became popular even in the States, like more so than other Bollywood films at the time. Like you could see this probably at the Angelica in New York City. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be curious. I bet it ran in cinemas in New York. Absolutely. And like bigger cities and places with large Indian population. Like I'm sure there are a ton of cinemas in New Jersey playing Lagan. Interesting. Yes. Uh, And that's something I've learned through this podcast is that there's a big South Asian community in New Jersey. Jersey. Any South Asian you meet in America probably has a family member. Love it. That lives in New Jersey. So, and I'll, and I'll just connect myself. I was born there. Yes. 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 We love I the lo- Jersey. As we always say, Deanna's like, well, I'm really lo- like I'm connected to the Real Housewives <laughs> of New York, but my true roots are with the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I am. I am like. I am a. If I was a housewife, I would be a Jersey housewife. Yes. Oh, I would love to see. You oh with my that cast, By oh, the way, God. I would just. Teresa would just and that's coming back (laughs) that that is coming back and we will cover that on our Thirsty 30 episodes um and we're gonna also cover I'm gonna make Indra watch I just watched the first episode of the LuLaRoe documentary and it is shocking let's just say a brother and sister marry each other okay and they release that in the first five minutes so there you go all of that and more on a bravo tv and pop culture chats on our patreon we got like five new patreon patrons last week i know just thank you all for supporting us um we have a lot of fun in those chats but today we are here to talk about lagan okay i have some questions okay i have some questions for you okay but you I go do first? Okay, so yeah. Amir Khan. Yes. He produced it. Yes. And he stars in it. He stars How in it. How is he related to, is his name Shir Khan, who I know? Oh, Shah Rukh Khan. Shah Rukh Khan. Okay, so here's this. They are called the Khans of Bollywood. Um, we've got Shah Rukh Khan, who you know from yes. the Fabulous Lives, mm-hmm. Bollywood Lives, because his his, his Wife, Gari Khan, is in that. And I also know him from Priyanka Chopra. Let's let's not forget. And from Priyanka Chopra. Oh, gosh. Go back and listen to our whole breakdown of their relationship. I bet some people who haven't even listened to it are just nodding because they know. They know. Yeah, everybody knows. And we got to maybe after we talk about Lagan, we can talk a little bit about this really ridiculous show that Priyanka Chopra Oh yeah, is supposed that to be is on. South Asian. It was canceled, but like 
It was canceled. They Thank canceled God. It. Okay. 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 So Shah Rukh Khan, Amir Khan, and Salman Khan are these three Khans who are huge in Bollywood. Are they brothers? No. So apparently none of them are related. What? But like they. Wait, what? There's just a lot of Khans. And so Interesting. like. And so they've kind of like dominated Bollywood since like. You know, their biggest time in fame, I would say, was probably like late 90s into this early 2000s time. Like I would go visit my cousin, my cousins in India and my cousin Anu, who is like a year older than me. Shout out to her. Shout out to Anu. She's she's listening. Yeah, I'll let her know that we're talking about this. She'll probably be like, you missed all these things. But (laughs) she, um, (laughs) she like... You know, I was like, I would go and see her when I was like, mm-hmm. you know, nine, ten, earlier than that too. But yeah. I remember in the like teeny, like getting into the tween yes. age where you're crushing on boys and stuff. Shah Rukh Khan, there's this huge poster of him in her room above her bed. She was okay. obsessed with him. And it was like, and like we would watch TV when we were there and like, Shah Rukh Khan, Amir Khan, Salman Khan, all of them were all over, especially Shah Rukh and Salman. They were more of the like flashy Bollywood type. Interesting. Amir Khan always struck me as like the classier of the mm. three. And what and would you, you say, like, what's the difference between flashier and classier? Um, Like flashy Bollywood men are like, like roided out Shit. arms like are you serious chains like wow. leather slicked hair like sounds very like, it sounds cheesy. like our roots in new jersey yeah <laughs> right? kind of like that but the indian version amir khan is just like he's kind of a class act i was looking at pictures of him and he's very handsome in real life he's so okay i, I think, think he's, he's the hottest than, yeah, he's of the hot. cons he's like, hot then Sharu Khan, I think. Yeah, then Sharuk, then Salman. Shur- Salman's like how do you way too roided out. Sharuk Khan. Sharuk Khan. Yeah. Or you can call him SRK. SRK. I I think Amir is you know especially when you're watching him for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we were committed, y'all. We watched the whole thing, and he was us. committed because I learned he pierced his ears for this. Uh, he movie. D- he was so. This is like reading about it more and just seeing how you know he's he. Yes, he produced it. He stars whatever. He was like this is like his passion project, right? I just read that he. So it takes place in this village in India mm-hmm. and there's not a lot around there, like Mm-mm. including like nice accommodations. So he had accommodations built for the whole cast and crew. Oh, I think I've read that. And they all stayed there. And they all stayed there so that they could like have a nice place to stay. I mean, when you have that much money, I mean, oh my god, I know. I don't and know like, how much it costs to build something in India, but well, you know what's wild to me? Okay, so this is an unprecedented budget for a Bollywood film. How much? Two hundred fifty million rupees, what? which is the equivalent of five point three two million wow. U.S., which is not that much. Right. Maybe back then that was like a big budget film well, in the US. Well, they're not working with like SAG actors or a SAG crew where it's like you have to pay I'm a certain guessing. amount. Maybe like, Bollywood yes, has like their the own labor SAG. was probably a lot cheaper. In Bollywood, labor is and probably those extras a lot cheaper. I read were the people villagers. that lived at Villagers. Yes. And like I did feel like the film, you know, like. I've been to villages in India. There's my my family that lives in Kanpur, which is actually this is set in Uttar Pradesh, which uh-huh. is the um the uh, the state that um Kanpur is in, which is where my whole family okay, is from. Okay. And is this the north or the south? It's in the north. They they say central India and things that you read about it, but right. it's really like mm-hmm. central north, I okay. would say. And um. So my family like owns a farm in a village nearby in Kanpur. So we okay. always go to the farm and we like see the village life. And um, I feel like they did capture that really well. And and apparently like the place that they filmed, it actually did not rain for like a whole couple of years awful. in this area. So yeah. like you just watch those scenes and I was just telling Deanna, it's like fall in Colorado now and this time of year, I just feel cold all the time because like mm-hmm. you can't really have the heat on all no. the time, but it's also like not that warm. Well, it's like we woke up, it's in the 40s and this 
afternoon, yes. it's going to be 82. 80, yeah. So it's like there's a huge swing and you're just kind of like, oh, what do I wear? I'm cold. And then um, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh my God, like trying to channel that heat oh that they gosh. must be feeling. So I watched this set. with Ryland. Yes, your son. <laughs> and he was screaming at the end during the cricket. He's like, they need water. Oh my God, he's so sweet. How <laughs> considerate of him. I was like, you know, and I think I realized like for kids, you know, if you want mm-hmm. to improve their reading, put them in front of a movie with subtitles. That is a really good point. That's my yes. like, parenting tip of the century I, got, I have no more was he like he was like really into reading the subtitles yeah and, yeah and so and he watched the whole thing he with watched you. like probably 80 percent of the movie oh my like, and did he like it? it um yes he liked it he was wondering if there was another one like it we actually i will be totally honest uh-huh. i was doing 30 minutes fast forward during the crickets at times oh yeah because i was like i don't know the rules of cricket <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. The cricket, like, like, you do kind of have to know what the rules are. And they do a decent job kind of explaining... I still don't understand. The main thing that you need to remember is that, like, you need to have all of your batsmen... like So all of them, they do run through, right? Everyone gets one chance? Well, so there's, there's 11 batsmen, I think, on each team... And you go through all of your batsmen like your your turn as a team is not over until every batsman has been taken out okay. of the game, either by like hitting those wickets or someone catches the ball. Or... So does the wicket have to fall down? All the wickets have to fall down? They don't all have to fall. This was something I asked my mom, which this is like the only th- sports knowledge that my mom has mm. more than like anyone else. And she was like, no, it like literally you can just touch it and it, nothing can even fall. But as long as it's touched, and then, then do those, it's out. The, the, the bamboo shoots or whatever they were called that were in, do those have to fall too? No, nothing has to fall. It just needs to be touched. And it probably will. Something will fall Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like teetery, I guess. But Mm -hmm. um, okay. so Amir Khan is like, I think that like, so (laughs) what did you think of his character in the movie? Okay, so uh, he comes on the scene, right? And I'm like, okay, so this is like our hero. This is going to be our hero, right? This is our hero. Especially I'm like, he produced it. And he doesn't even show up until like 15 minutes into the movie, you know, which is how you know they were building up that like everyone's asking where he is. Right. That's actually a really good point. And um, and then he's like in the jungle, like throwing rocks at the animals. The characters are set up. The villain is set up. The villain's Mm going to kill the antelope. Uh, and he's trying to scare Buvan's going to scare him to try to save it. So it's like the character development, especially of the villain, yeah. was like very well established. And it's interesting because I realized this is like my first movie I've mm-hmm. seen about uh, colonizing. Oh, yeah. Like in a really long time. Like, I don't think I've seen a colonizing movie about India since I watched Gandhi at, like 21 yeah. years ago. Yeah, which is like, yeah, I mean, this... If there's like things that you can say about this movie, it's like if someone were to say to me, what is Lagan about? Mm-hmm. I would say it's about British colonialism in mm-hmm. India. <laughs> like that's well, really. And I think it's really interesting from like a Western point of view of watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, of just the thing that struck me is how strange the British looked in India. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like they looked out of place. Yes. Like at the palace. Just just everything. Just like them and just like, you know, it was like the the Indian landscape and then it'd be their palace, like you said. Yeah. Or just like wearing head to toe like suits in, you know, (laughs) the desert. Well, and the palace was actually like a Mughal palace, I believe. So it was an Indian architecture. Mm -hmm. But they were there in their like British garb with their like mustaches and right and umbrellas and the lady who plays the white woman who's the other love interest potentially mm-hmm. elizabeth like yeah and i mean that's the whole thing there Did you, is this, do you do feel that way or am i just seeing it because i'm just like an outsider i think i don't see it that way because i've been seeing images like this my whole life yeah. and there is this really fucked up romanticized vision of British like you know genteel British life 
in India, there's like a romanticized feeling of here we of, are in this country. With South Asians or with the British or a combination? With the British. It's like, oh, look at us. We're in this exotic place enjoying right. our tea outside in the heat and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And look at all this beautiful stuff. And it's really just fucked up. It's, like it's just, <laughs> yeah, you can tell that they implemented themselves. Like, and yes. again, I'm seeing this, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm 40 years old. You know, I'm yeah. not seeing this as like someone who's like, I'm not saying I'm worldly, but just like, just like with a critical eye, I guess I should say. Well, yeah. Is no. my and natural I mean, eyes I are think, like very critical. I think they kind of hit you over the head. Like Good, this movie yeah. came out 20 years ago and like, we were definitely not having the conversations about race 20 years ago that we are mm-hmm. now and like colonialism and white, the kind of white European lens that like sort of has infiltrated the whole world. Mm-hmm. But like we've all known about it and it's this huge story in India. It's it's made India into what it is in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and has affected it in like really negative ways. And I think they really wanted to show that in this movie, like taking it back to like so I think it was 1893 and I was talking with my mom and she said like this was the period right before Indians really started to like fight back against the British Hmm. and be like what are you doing here why are like you know realizing so when did the British leave India um so independence was in the 40s I believe Mm -hmm. um And so, you know, this is happening like 50, 60 years earlier Mm -hmm. than that. And and it's kind of, I think it's like showing like this is the beginning of Indians starting to realize that the British are taking Mm -hmm. advantage of them. Like they talk about, so, you know, the British are there in these villages and provinces to like, they they tell the Indian villagers, we're here to protect you from one another. Right, that's how they... said yeah that's the thing I was confused about yeah in the beginning I was like what are they protecting them from so it's like you know they there's these Indian kings in each of the provinces and they're like oh you need protection from the other kings and we can offer that Mm -hmm. to you but you need to pay us a tax for Mm -hmm. the service that we're providing you and you know the villagers for better or worse kind of followed blindly and said oh yes we do need that protection we will pay these taxes but they fail to see that it's like this really terrible power dynamic where it's really just like a bunch of white people coming in and controlling you Mm -hmm. and taking your goods and, and money and so like this is like i think they're showing in this film that they're realizing like the taxes aren't fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't need them. How do we fight back against them? And it it takes kind of an interesting form because it ends up being like over this game. But I think that's also a metaphor too. Right. So like, do you okay, know what? I'm the asshole that Googled. Is this a true story? Oh, yeah. No. Well, do you know how many times? So I watched this with my nephews, my brother's kids, and they they also had not really seen any Bollywood movies and they're half Indian. So it was like good for them to like see this. And they were like they were asking the whole time, is this a true story? And my mom was like, I think there's some parts of the narrative that are based on like true characters. Did Did you all see it in one sitting? No, no. Okay. We watched it. We watched like an hour and a half on the first night and then like an hour more and then we finished it but it was a it was a marathon to get through it all um but okay what do you think of this british man (laughs) so he has so for everyone that seen has seen white lotus yes have you seen it oh gosh what a good Okay. You know I'm you know I'm really good with this stuff. I was he trying that to think energy. of who he reminded he me of. He has that energy. But okay, so he has the energy of like a guest at the White Lotus. No, of the manager. No, the manager. Exactly. Like he Look has at the, the con- like- that's actually a good point. He's a combination of a guest. <laughs> yeah. But then also just the man he looks like the manager from the white lotus like, like same energy too like oh different, my God. different presenting because the manager at, of the white lotus is very sympathetic like you can sympathize with yeah, him yeah yeah and this i feel guy's like he's pure a kind evil. person yeah <laughs> and he's just like he's so like cheesy oh my god my favorite part was when he's talking to them he's like okay like you don't want double tax I'm gonna triple tax you and and like but there's one way you can get out of it (laughs) and he's like 
and here are the stakes. And he like presents one option, which is like, play this cricket game with me. Oh, oh, I thought it was like the king eating me. No, it was no, it was like, play the cricket game with me. What do you think of that? And like, Amir Khan just stands there and stares at him. And then he's like, okay, I'll make the stakes better for you. (laughs) And then he like throws in like, oh, we'll take away the tax for two years. And then Amir Khan just stands there. And then he's like, okay, I'll make it even better for you. So I read this was his first acting gig. This was his first movie he ever did. Wait, the British dude? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And I think him and Elizabeth yes. got married after, right? Oh, my God. Is that like true? I, or they got married on set. Someone- so Rachel, of course, the two like white people. I know. And I have. OK, so starting at the beginning. Yes. I do want to say one thing about yes. the white lady, mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Her real name is Rachel Shelley. Did and she I never him? watched the L word, but apparently she was on the L word. Mm-hmm. So. So. I was unclear how old the the eventual couple was. And when they came onto the scene and they were talking to each other, her name is Gari? Okay, you're talking about Bhuvan and Gori. Gori, yeah. Okay, yeah. I wrote down, are they 17 or are they 35? Very good question. And I wrote, are they siblings or are they friends? No, they're not siblings. <laughs> yeah, that's what, at the they're, beginning of the movie. They're definitely friends. Okay, that's what, like, wasn't clear. That's what I, I wasn't sure. And- um, So the actors, so Amir Khan... 20 years ago was 36. Okay, so he was like a grown man. But Gracie Singh, who plays Gari. And she was adorable. Oh my God, she was... So this was her first kind of big Bollywood Uh film. And you can tell that they hired her... Okay, she's 41. So she was 21 when this was... um, When this came out. So So she was probably like 19 when she was like actually... year age difference between the two of them. Yeah, so she's she's a dancer. Like I think yeah. we can agree watching the the like 100%. the dance scenes she she had all these solos and features and she was incredible. She Yeah, the like, night there's a scene where she does they're dancing at night mm-hmm. and she kind of has her solo and I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, she's like she's she was so beautiful. Um So I have to say also, so I knew a song was coming but then I forgot and when the first song came out of like about the clouds, it I like felt like I was like, "What?" Like I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> like, yes, why okay." Is there a... I was you know, just like, "Yes, okay, this is a Bollywood movie." But do you know what it kind of reminded me of is hmm. like this re- not resurgence, but this kind of surge of these filmed specials on Broadway plays like Hamilton hmm. and in the in or the even Heights. the live even yes that too even how they're trying to do Broadway live uh, on on like, TV yeah like Greece you know what I mean yeah. there's been Greece and there's been um I'm trying to think they're doing Annie live yeah it's kind of like shout out well, to who Weekly who talks has about been that doing a lot. this forever mm-hmm. you know like Bollywood has been doing yeah and so and I love a musical. I love Broadway plays. I love musicals. So it was reassuring. The only thing I was waiting on is I wanted them to do like a song about cricket. Like you oh, throw the yeah. ball. Like and I hitting was, the bat and like and about like, like the like rules. Rules. And then it's like everyone has a bat and they're swinging it over their heads at yes. the same time or throwing the balls at one another. And it's this whole dance sequence. Like that's what I was waiting for that I think I never got. I think that could have, like I would have watched an extra 10 to 15 yes. minutes if that 100%. had been in there. I think it could have been helpful because again, it's like one of those things where like, I think you can learn the rules through it. And like, but I definitely needed my mom to like remind me of a few things while we were watching the cricket part. And like, not everyone has that at their disposal. Yeah. So that's like a little bit whatever. Um, but okay, so and then did Buvan you change shirts in the first day like four times? And they didn't <laughs> like there was costume changes that were not like shown on screen. And I'm just like a a, a, a nitpicker about this in a good way. I was like, he has another shirt, colored shirt on. Oh, same day, another colored shirt. And I was like, oh, this is like really interesting that they had him ch- 
like change shirts a couple yeah. times. Did you notice that? I did notice that. And that that I think is like Bollywood, Hollywood, yeah. you know, like the costume changes, unnecessary ones that aren't really realistic. That's where that comes in a little. And I do have another question. I know I'm like really going at it. No, go for so, it. So the guy with the beard, is he considered a medicine man? And is there that trope in every Bollywood movie? The guy with the like crazy eyebrows yeah. and who like he like um was doing fortune telling in the beginning mm-hmm. i don't know um honestly i wasn't like a, paying enough supposedly attention. like the crazy person in the village or is he like the medicine man i don't think he's the medicine man i think he's kind of like the crazy the eccentric person. yeah who like believes in all these like airy fairy things like you know predicting the future mm-hmm. and and stuff like him. that but no, you know, what's so funny is like, he's so crazy. And my nephews were like, they're like, that guy reminds us of Baji, who's my dad. <laughs> wow. Was your dad there? My dad definitely has like a crazy look in his eye sometimes. And he can be like kind of a comedian in that way. I so love I, it. I think that's what they were catching on to. I just thought that was so And, you know, I think it is also like important for, you know, because we always talk about like seeing things through a white colonized lens. Yes. And it's important, I think, to take that lens off and see people like moving against colonialism and white people and the white influence on a society. And so that was something like I haven't seen in a while where it was like, and I'm just talking like about, especially like the, when he was like, white people are the worst or whatever. He's screaming at white people. And I think that was like something I don't see all the time and was really important, like, especially for like my son to see. Yes. And I think, so I think that message was really strong. But what's also interesting to me is there's always this little, there the white co- colonized lens right. is always there. Even in this movie that's pushing against it so hard, they chose to make Gracie Singh's character, her name is Gari, which it means white. Shut and up. And so this and is that a was name. Rude. I don't mean shut up, but like, no, 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 yeah. wild. So is that on purpose? It was on purpose, I think it was supposed to be the sort of like you know play on words almost because she's she's being compared to the actual white lady but then gari's name also means white Mm -hmm. and so it's like there's trying to kind of show that like oh they're the same person to amir khan in some way even though they're not but i think it's just like we have to remember that colorism is alive and well in indian life and so i thought about um, that a lot while watching it like and yeah, like the actors yeah. who were the big ones in the village mm-hmm. were had lighter skin mm-hmm. and Gari's name is Gari, which means white. And mm-hmm. and even at the end when, you know, thankfully he gets with the Gracie Singh, the Indian mm-hmm. woman, and leaves the white woman behind. But even as the white woman leaves, there's this whole white savior thing going on there a little bit. Like the way they all hug her when she says goodbye and she gets this kind of like beautiful exit. And like she's known as this woman who helped the team and somehow learned Hindi in one day. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was like, what is going on here? Hindi does not. It's not like Italian or whatever. Like you can be like, I speak English and I speak like say like Spanish so I can use learn Italian. I was like, this woman's straight up fluent. No, yeah, like day she one goes of- from one day needing a translator to literally the next, next day, day she can have like, a full She's like, right, yep, following it all. And I'm gonna like explain <laughs> this complicated game called cricket. <laughs> In Hindi with no issues. Yeah. There were so many instances with her that I was like just cracking up. I love the end. (laughs) I was cracking up at the end. It's like, okay, the two got married and then she went back to England, never got married, never had children. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and they, and they, they use this like metaphor, that whole song about Krishna and Radha, which Mm -hmm. is like this. They're like the ultimate like romantic power couple from Hinduism, like kind of looked upon as like uh, what everyone wants Mm -hmm. to be like um, 
And I was reading this thing. This so Krishna is like if you have seen Hindu stuff or listen to the Beatles or live next to yeah. Harry Krishna's. But when you see like imagery, yeah, have you ever seen the god who's blue? Yes, and he plays a flute. Yes, that's Krishna. Oh, okay, I did not know that. Okay, and so Radha is his consort, and this thing that I read said that Krishna enchants the world but Radha enchants him. So she's like... She's the muse. She's the one, you know? She's yeah. the one. But she also apparently... What does she look like? split in two so that he can have two women. Oh, gosh. Okay. I know it's really fucked up, but okay. like... Okay, you don't mind me so saying that? So I think that, that that's <laughs> kind of like Gari and this Elizabeth White lady are like the two versions of Radha. And like, they even say like, she goes back, never marries, has children. And she's like his Radha for the rest of her life. Which and, is kind of like, I don't think he okay. was interested in well, her at I all. Was like, I was like... <laughs> How when she tells him that she loves him and I was like, they've straight up never had a side conversation. Oh my god, like they cannot speak the same. Oh no, she can. And she's like speaking oh, yeah. to everyone oh, yeah. I else. Forgot. I forgot. She's speaking she learned. to everyone. And then she's she goes up to him, she's like, Oh yeah, I think I love you. And I'm like, You've known him for like three days. I know. And you've been playing cricket together. I know. It was so ridiculous. Like her whole and the dance that she does in her red dress with the thing. I was thing. cracking up. That was I. Oh my god. I was wait. It was also such a joke because because Gracie sings character was such an excellent dancer yeah. and so like beautiful She's a performer. and poised. Yeah, and then you get this other actress who's just like twirling around Singing in a in red English dress and throwing herself like down on the bed. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. It was it was like, you know, like in the 90s when it's like uh like a Sony Enya like collection <laughs> and like the commercial would be or the infomercial would be a white woman with her yes. hair down in a silk dress like with a scarf like twirling around to Enya music like that yeah. was what it was that's exactly what <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good description it was like it was I couldn't watch it without laughing oh it was so ridiculous it was, it was just like that's the thing it's like there's I I didn't need like if we're talking about like a white colonized lens, I feel yeah. like that's when I definitely saw it come on. Yeah. And I was like, we don't need this as an audience. Like don't satiate. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to satiate like who they're trying to satiate, but like it doesn't work. Well, I know. And it was maybe to like get that international intrigue or whatever. I mean, you know how we, we can be like team so-and-so, team so-and-so these days if there's like two love interests. Like, I wonder if back when this movie came out, there were people who were like, oh, I wish he'd ended up with the British with the white, woman. white British. Which is like, that really wouldn't have been okay. No. And I mean, like, going back to the question I asked you about Amir Khan, like what you thought of his character, like he was so good in mm -hmm. every single way that it was like almost unrealistic, you know, like he's like saving the animals. He's like speaking out in the whole part about when the untouchable guy yeah. comes to be part of the team and he like speaks out against the caste system, which it was great and all these things. But it was like, you know, Amir Khan was going into this movie being like, I want to create this yes. hero and I want to play him and I want him to do everything right and like be the he like the there's hero. Literally, he has no hubris, like it, right. no faults. And I it's think that's the, the problem, right, is he was such a well-developed character. And so then when that part of the movie was so not developed. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was like, very confused. It, it felt like, again, like the forced colonized lens. Yes onto a, a, a great movie. But to give them credit, like they did give more dance numbers to him and Gary. 100%. And so what did you think of the like, the the dance scene where they finally hook up because remember the part where she like they wake up in the morning and her hair is down that's what, and so the rules of Bollywood and that's something like I wanted to kind of explore and maybe we could get like an expert on here because it's like they can't French right no tongues mm, they can't touch no, I lips I have never seen Frenching on a Bollywood movie Can they touch I don't know lips? if they do that now I think I've seen a kiss so are we supposed to once. think that they had sex that night i think 
so. Okay. I think that's what was being implied. And this is a thing in Bollywood films is there's a lot of suggestion that happens in these movies around, oh, you could read into this that something sexual happened, mm-hmm. but they never actually show it, right? Like, right. so they didn't show them having sex or making out or anything, but you see them waking up in the morning together and her right. hair is all like messed up and it's like she's all happy and on cloud line. It's like, okay. They hooked up last night. Right. Maybe they didn't have sex. I don't know. But they definitely hooked up last night. And they want you to think that. But yeah. they don't want to show it. But and, and that's kind of nice because, you know, we've all clicked on shows. Um, yeah. And for me, it's like my kids are old enough to watch TV with me. And it's just There's like, two... nope, nope, nope. And, and it's nice having like an outlet where you're like, I know nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and that's an interesting thing. Like. Sometimes I feel like in American television and movies, like the sex scenes are yeah. just gratuitous. Or just and the violence. Yeah, it's There's like they're so just much. there to be there so they can like have that rating or something. There's and like it, two shows that everyone always tells me to watch. And I'm not okay. sure if you get this. The Sopranos <sighs> yeah. and Breaking Bad. And I'm like, I can't stomach violence. Yeah, not nah, yeah. And like that kind of like just extreme anything and so therefore like I'll never watch those shows because it's that uncomfortable no I have no interest in the Sopranos did I did watch, watch all Bad? of Breaking Bad was it worth it um was it I the have best show a... of all time that's what everyone no, says I don't think it's the best show of all time I think it was really well done I think that I have like it's one of those shows where there's so much conflict like not just violence but Mm. also just like this extreme conflict that makes you feel uncomfortable between the main characters and it's done really well but it's like it was almost like hard to watch that's what i'm talking about and like that 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 is just it's not a new a new thing in america because it's been here for a while but it's like yeah I don't get pulled into those shows because I don't have the stomach. Yeah. Or like, I feel like life is so hard. hard. (laughs) And and like, I can go out into the world and go into my own life and feel those feelings. Like, yes. I want to go to the housewives. And like, yeah, you want to just chill the fuck out. I want to chill and like watch totally. people like spend $5,000 to start up their legging business like the mm-hmm. LuLaRoe documentary. Yeah. Um. So I have a qu- I have a question about um the love interest, the woman. Um, Remind me of her name again. Gracie Singh. She had green, three green dots on her chin. Okay. What is yes. that? Is that a tattoo? So I asked my mom because I was wasn't sure and she said she didn't know what the meaning of it was but that it was common that villagers would have that and I don't think it's a like a permanent tattoo Mm -hmm. it might be henna or um even just like eyeliner you know like or like coal or something yeah um but uh she said that she thought that it was to ward off evil spirits that that was kind of the significance of what that was okay so i know that was something that because you often see obviously the like bindis but she had a bindi and and another thing in the bindi with the line underneath yeah there was a line i asked my mom about that too she said yeah i think it's just like this is common and she said same thing to ward off evil spirits okay. and so there's a lot of superstition there's a lot of you see the very strong religious lines in this movie mm-hmm. where they're constantly talking about god will bring us rain they compare themselves to krishna and radha from hinduism like all of these things like they're very they're very ingrained in mm-hmm. indian life mm-hmm. and particularly i think in the villages mm-hmm. there's a lot of the superstition and kind of maybe some people might consider it like simple minded people would oh, believe yeah. things like that i wonder if there's any part of that but i think it um, sounds very complex though well the hindu like at least hinduism is extremely complex and all of these stories of the yeah. gods and i mean it's really like it's mythology mm-hmm. it's like Greek mythology is just Indian and it's, and it's Hindu and it's it's really interesting it actually. Is, My it, mom used yeah, to like afar, read me the Ramayana and the Mahabharata when I was a kid because and what are the stories. Those? those are like the seminal Hindu texts mm-hmm. that 
kind of tell all the stories of the gods and and the tenets of Hinduism and and where all these kind of ideas and and beliefs and things where they come from. So just like mm-hmm. Greek mythology, you know, mm-hmm. like Zeus and Hera and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like Krishna and Ram and all the stories of the battles they fought and whatever. And it's literally it's like thousands of pages like the stories go on forever like it's it's a huge part of like life and i and i've always connected to those stories cuz i think they're fun and interesting mm-hmm. but not for one second in my life have i ever believed that any of that stuff is true so are people do people like you know how christians there's christians that are like noah's ark yes there was a guy named noah yeah. and he took every like they're just legit like by the book yeah are there are there Hindus that believe that every story is real. Oh, yeah. I absolutely like definitely. I don't really know any personally, or if I do, they've never like admitted it to me. Right. You know, like my mom like knows all the Hindu stories and she has her own religious practice in her own way. She definitely like believes in some things, but you know, she always is saying like these stories are just stories, just mm-hmm. like any mythology, just like any religion. It yeah. was written by. By man. Yes. So you have to remember that like these like these things were written by us. We wrote them for ourselves. Well, and I think that's interesting because when they open up, you know, the the movie and they open up Gari's I know I keep butchering. Yeah, yeah, no, that's Gari's, pretty close. Gari's yeah. name. Uh Gari's uh like just zeroing in on her. She yeah. just starts singing that she wants a man. Yeah, it's all about Oh, did you hear like they say I'm going to be married within a year and that's her life goal. Yeah, like that is and and it's like that. That's just sign of the times. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I I will say that Western cinema at that time was just as guilty yeah. of the same thing. Like all of these movies like Wedding Crashers, any romantic comedy, the whole plot line is this girl needs to get married yeah. and let's see their, her romantic love story and she's nothing until she's like found a man. You know, like that's kind of, that's a common trope that's huge in Western cinema and like the the whole, any narrative around marriage really is like worldwide. It's like, this is what women are trying to attain. Right. And I think we're slowly moving past that as like a culture and like a human race in mm-hmm. some ways, but definitely- It would not pass the Bendel test. Is that what it's called? The what test? Is it the Bendel test? The um... I don't know. It wouldn't pass the Trump test. I'll tell you that. Trump's America still thinks that a woman's duty is to get married and have children and um, take care of the home. Oh, sorry the 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 uh, the Bechtel test where oh, it was I- like the. It represents. So this is what it is. Um, well, she doesn't talk to other women, but it measures the representation of women in fiction and asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. The requirement is that two women must be named is sometimes added. So it was just this test, and and basically like nothing passes it in in works of art. But I mean, this is yeah. again a move uh, a movie that's about the 1890s in mm-hmm. India. So it's not going to pass that. No, definitely not. And and it's and it's presented, like you said, in the first half an hour of this film as like this is her. It's almost like her purpose to be in this movie is to find a husband. And we we know it should be Amir Khan and all this stuff. And what do you think of do you think Amir Khan's hot? Oh, my God. Yes. He is, right? I yeah. think he's the, like, and have you seen recent pictures of him? I did. He, his, he has facial hair now. He has, like, a full mustache. Yeah. Like, no, he's handsome. I mean, his eyebrows, mm-hmm. his eyes are, like, a little bit, like, mm-hmm. that green brown. Like, oh, I think he's so hot. Like, he, like he was he, the, He's, I, like, a multi-multi-millionaire, right? He's, like, as rich as, like, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Like, these, like I said, the... The cons of of Bollywood, they're probably the, if not the richest people in India, like very close to that. So, yeah, it's just so interesting because I'm wondering, it's like, do these actors and, and possibly famous Bollywood actresses, do you think they have like places in Hollywood? Oh, you mean like in L.A.? Mm-hmm. No, no. Do you think Because the money, money, a lot of money in India does not translate to like LA Hollywood money. Interesting. Like even just looking at the budget of this film, which was huge for like 
Indian currency, it wasn't as much as you would think in the US. Like now a small budget film is a million dollars, you know, and this was 5.32. So and it was a huge international sensation. So like the amount that you can get in India for when you're rich is like, it's just different. It's all like rated differently and like currency, labor, things like that. Well, it's interesting because my wheels, my wheels are rolling and I'm thinking like, wow, that's like five point whatever million dollars for almost a four hour film. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like an hour and a half. Let me just remind you that part of that $5 million was building places (laughs) for everyone to stay. (laughs) And like all of the end, he said that included everyone who took care of them, cooked for them, cleaned for them. Like, I mean. No, Amir's not going to go to set and be in a trailer and live in his like trailer. Like the desert. In the desert. (laughs) But so, I mean, it's just saying like money goes a lot farther in India than it does here. And so I think it would actually be a lot for those people even to buy like a really nice place in the Hollywood Hills or something, you Mm -hmm. know, like that would like they could absolutely do it. But it's also like, why should they? Like, yeah, they're so huge and in India. Hollywood. Like, India is their home. They have everything yeah. they want. Like, it's also like, I hate to say this, but I feel like Amir Khan would be ignored yeah. by Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that just points back to this whole, like, white lens that we have here in our mm-hmm. media. Well, I'm even thinking about the, again, to bring up the Priyanka uh, book, but like, yes. talks about her music career, quote unquote. Yes. In America. Which, uh, I'm, I always forget. That's how she came to America was, was to be a pop star. She wanted to be a pop star here. And... No one cared. No one cared. I think part of that is like, I don't think she can sing. (laughs) I've never, I've never, I think I watched one video while I was reading the book and I don't even remember. I would be surprised. I mean, Priyanka Chopra, yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot that's problematic about her. She is a hustler. If there's she one thing we know, like she is a hustler. And she another, a, a South Asian American that I just saw on Instagram today, who is probably one of the number one hustlers Hollywood, is Mindy Kaling. Like yes. that, she is in every commercial when I listen to the radio. She just hit six million Instagram right. followers. And she's like, in a Honda commercial. She's in snack commercials. She's in Oh yeah. Well that's the thing that I think Mindy has done really well. And maybe we should do like a whole episode about her. And we should bring um the host of the Mindy Project. Oh yes. Project Mindy. Sneha's so amazing. I love her. We'll have to bring her on. So um and she will have a lot more to say but yeah, so like Mindy is she's the everyday woman, you I know? Love her. Yeah. Like she she represents like all of us in she's some like, way. She seems really accessible. And she is. Like you would want to sit down with her and just kind of gab, you know. And she's not threatening. Do you no. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing threatening about her. And and I don't mean that as like shade to her. Mm-hmm. I mean that in like the best way is that she's someone who you she's feel like you can trust. Yeah. And but she's also got all these great things. She's gorgeous. She's talented. She's like super rich. She like has like she has everything, but you also feel like, oh, I'm still on her side. Always rooting and, for and Mindy. And I and I don't think that everyone feels that, I will say. Like You don't think so with well, Mindy? I, we absolutely do need to have Sneha on because I think there is a lot of like criticism and not I don't know if backlash is the right word, but mm. kind of like criticism about Mindy Kaling from the South Asian American female community, even. And I'm I'm a fan uh-huh. and I like like, I choose to look at the good things about her. And I think, unfortunately, once you get big enough, people mm-hmm. are going to start bringing you down. Mm-hmm. And like, that's all that's going to be the case. Especially as a female. Yeah. So we have to remember that. But I'd be curious to kind of hear some of the perspective she yeah. has. So we'll definitely do that with her probably sometime like in the I next month Mindy's, we could do that. Do you think Mindy's seen Lagan? Oh, yes. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, this is this this is why I wanted to bring it is because I feel like Lagan is a good for first Bollywood film because it kind of like contextualizes Mm -hmm. a lot of things about like why India is how it is 
with this British colonial rule. And I mean, I just, it's an important story. Like we have to remember like the story that we're seeing in Lagan of the British, like infiltrating India and like manipulating an entire population of people. They did this shit all over the world. Well, they continue the to thing. do this it's shit. It's like he, the, the evil villain gets yeah. shipped off to Africa and it's like, oh, he's just going to oh, go terrorize now he's fuck shit up over there it's like, just like so depressing the commonwealth which is for those of you who don't know the commonwealth is basically all the places that british mm-hmm. colonialism has hit in the world it stretches everywhere everywhere it goes to india it goes to africa it goes to obviously north america yeah. um it goes to australia and new zealand and it touches parts of all the other places like east asia and i just think it's funny because they just took like giant dumps you know, like, oh, my God, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they fuck shit up, man. Yeah, they're just like, I'm going to take a poo here. But that influence here. is all over the world. Yeah. And so that white colonized lens is everywhere. And of it course. affects all of us. And so whether we like it or not, you know, like my mom, like, I think I've said this before, like growing up in mm-hmm. like an um, upper, upper middle class household in India, a lot of their customs and the way they did things are very aligned with like British. Like and what, for example? Like um, her education was like rooted in English and all of that. Um, she speaks English better than Hindi. Like English is her first language, really. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't read Hindi. She's like illiterate in Hindi. But, you know, um, tea time like, mm-hmm. you know, things around colorism and white being good, you know, that crop up in really insidious ways. Um, and and kind of, you know, just always like respecting the British way in yeah. a way, like obviously not the colonialism and whatever and the violence and all of that. But like there's always this like, oh, but like the way they do things is better. And it's like, we need to fight against that. Mm -hmm. Like in America, we need to remember that like the white proper way of doing things is not always right. And Mm -hmm. we have to respect other cultures who do things differently than us. Do you know what I thought was interesting? Just something that, and I don't think maybe this, this just makes me think of it. It's like, it was interesting watching the villagers talk to the king. And even just the way they were squatting is something Mm -hmm. you'd never see an adult do. Yeah. In Western culture. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's very, um, that's just something, I mean, we, our bodies just, we don't We're very like rigid. That. We're uh, very, yes. And yes. I thought, I was like that, I'm glad my white son is seeing that. You know what I mean? It's just like sitting upright and sitting straight in a chair or whatever. Yeah. And I've talked about this before, like the way I eat, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like cotillion in the proper way mm-hmm. to like use a knife and fork. Like I ate with my hands a lot growing up, like these types types of things that come from other cultures are considered like wrong or not good because they're not the white way of doing Mm -hmm. things. And we have to remember this all comes from British colonialism. And like Lagan is a really great example of how this like infiltrated a society, even though they're critiquing it, you can see in this movie how it's still there and kind of powerful, which is like really wild. And you know what I was thinking, which is something, um, did you think about this while watching the movie and just like colonialism in general is like I guess you don't think of if you're a villager watching one of your own serving the crown yeah does that make sense like that was something that hit me too and I was like oh because I'm a white person and like I'm the norm and like like I couldn't like I don't know I I was just like wow I wonder like there was no mention of that in the movie obviously but I was like I wondered like how a villagers felt seeing that yeah absolutely like that kind of servitude and, yeah. and that and that, you know, I think when the movie brings up the caste system, because those levels of hierarchy within society exist just within Indian society, mm-hmm. take out the white people. And there are like that man who was considered an untouchable. He's like serving everyone else. Like mm-hmm. he's he's like he probably self identifies as like I'm lesser than these people, you know, and that's like a really devastating part of Indian life as well. So there's a lot of complicated factors there. You know, I applaud 
Amir Khan yeah. in the movie for like tackling a lot of these things in a way that like there was like this social justice lens, whether or not they like hit the mark in every way is, you know, we can question that. But the the intent was there. Yeah. And that's commendable. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. It's, it's so movie. entertaining. <laughs> and it's a movie you can watch with like if you're a family person, you can watch yes. it with your family. You can watch babysitting or like, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Because like we said before, like in, you know, Western society right now, we're like, oh, again, the Sopranos. Or yeah. Just- blood gore sex in, in like succession it was gross. just like and i'm a cursor it was just like the f word doesn't have to be in uh, like to every- make something <laughs> entertaining we don't have to see the f word in every other sentence and especially like the injustice in this the lens that i'm talking about is like we see like a full woman's vagina and boobs and it's like god forbid if we see a man with his shirt off like, oh this my is, god this is the injustice when it comes to this and that's why euphoria on hbo was so groundbreaking oh yeah from episode one it was like you saw very few female naked scenes it Mm -hmm. was all like cock and balls and like really (laughs) (laughs) it was like it was intense it was like wow i haven't seen that much like penis i i saw the first one and i think it's because i have kids that are not teenagers but i was like this is this is terrifying near future as a parent oh my god i had the same thought and my son is only two and when i saw it he was like less than one and i was like oh my god (laughs) how do i shelter (laughs) him from this i know i know um okay anything else or should we wrap up our Um, our discussion i i i think i took notes and i think we've like we've covered it all oh i also love the workout scene like the workout scene <laughs> they did do a workout scene with the song and oh I yeah where that. they were running yes, and like I yeah was, like trading like, yes, yes. And it reminded me a lot of like Rambo, you know, when oh my Rambo's God. workout scene. I'm so glad you brought that up because my nephew was like, this reminds me of Rocky. And then he was like, oh, Rocky, um, I'm sorry, I said Rambo. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, Amir Khan kind of even looks like Sylvester wow. Stallone. And I Compliment was like, Compliment to Sylvester Stallone. And then I realized, okay, let me hit you with this. Amir Khan reminds me of a cross between Sly Stone okay. and Joshua Jackson. Wow. I'm going to <laughs> further bring someone else into that. Okay. 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 Who was Melanie Griffith's ex-husband? Oh, Antonio Banderas. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. All, if all three of I them. I so see that. I really see that. Maybe if all three of them had a baby. All three of them, all very handsome, good-looking men, um, come together and create I'm Here, Gone. <laughs> and I just want to say also, like, I'm thinking about the age difference between the two actors. Like, yeah. that is very, and it's still happening now, mm-hmm. but it's very, like, I love old Hollywood a lot like that's yeah. like my comfort food and in old Hollywood you have really young actor actresses yeah. with the yeah. old like the Humphrey Bogarts with the Audrey mm-hmm. Hepburns you know mm-hmm. Audrey's 23 and Bogarts like 58 or something like that yeah I'm exaggerating a little bit and I see that not as wide of an age gap but that is very relevant yeah no and I'm it, wondering if that's a pattern in Bollywood um I would assume yes I don't know the exact details on that but let's just say when I read their ages just now I was not surprised Mm -hmm. so so I think it is common and and that again like you said it's in Hollywood it's everywhere it's this really tough dynamic power dynamic in media where there are older men and very young women in roles together I think we should um watch the Priyanka a Priyanka Bollywood film okay yeah we how do you feel about that yeah because I'd be curious to kind of see what she was like Mm -hmm. pre-American fame all of that like what was she like when she was really big in Mm -hmm. Bollywood like because that was really like she could have rode that wave forever but then there was the whole well my prediction my hypothesis is that the SRK drama was so much that she got booted out of Bollywood what is would, should we do the movie that SRK did with with her? Pre, yeah, pre let's find Priyanka. out which it what it was and um and 
anyone listening, I actually got some DMs from people who were uh-huh. excited that we were really? doing this. Oh, awesome. And someone recommended we do the movie Ram Neela, mm-hmm. um, which, let's see. Well, okay, Deepika Padukone is in that, and she's like a big fucking deal. So, And this is a more recent film. So, But if you have any suggestions for films, like either classics or mm-hmm. new Bollywood films or anything in between that you think we should cover, I really enjoy watching this and kind Me of too. thinking about it for the podcast and it's been really fun to talk about it today so um yeah thanks Deanna for watching thanks it Sandra I, for I'm, like inviting me into the Bollywood space I'm, absolutely I'm here and I'm ready to just like make myself comfortable yes and <laughs> if you're like oh I I want to watch it now um it's on Netflix it's on Netflix streaming free yes for free um if you have a Netflix account right, that's and true. it is almost four hours so just pace you know, yourself yeah like take it one hour at a time half hour at a time it's so entertaining the the dances the music like it's cheesy at times but in the best way like yeah. all Bollywood is cheesy in my opinion so um okay so I think that that's it um mm-hmm. thank you all for listening and please rate review and subscribe and tell a friend yes absolutely all those things all right everyone namaste namaste bitches, bitches.